Good morning, everyone. Coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, it is Saturday morning's hottest streaming media political talk show, Inside the Eye Live with the Fed. Heck, did I just hear someone tell a standing member of Congress that if it were up to them, they would dump tomorrow? It's not right here on... After this, it was brilliant. He had gonads of steel like that and a mind like a freaking razor. I didn't realize he was so clear. He, he cut through this that cognitive dissonance that is going on in the whole Patriot music movement. And now it's time for Inside the Eye Live. Intelligent media for the politically aware. All right, everybody. From Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, this is the Fetch, and you are alive inside the eye. Today's date is January the 30th, 2021. And a good Thursday, good, not Thursday, just a good morning to all of you listening in the United States and Canada. And a good late afternoon, early evening to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones. And of course, wherever you're listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and micro FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well with you and yours. Quite a nice day here in Riyadh as daytime highs hit 73 degrees under sunny skies. And moderate breezes, sunset came just about eight minutes ago. You could hear all the moths off in the distance chiming. Not really chiming, but but they whatever they're doing away. And so that tells you that sunset has come. And with that, of course, temperatures are starting to fall. We're sitting right now at about 68 degrees. It's just after 6 o'clock in the evening locally, and we're going to be going down to an overnight low of 46 degrees. So been kind of a wild day here. Not a whole lot to do. I kind of rested today and yesterday. I've been very, very tired. If you listen to the show Thursday, you know, I was just dead. I couldn't even remember. I couldn't remember anything. I'm not saying I'm any improved today. I can't say I'm, I am improved today. You know, we had a, a technical problem here starting Today, I unplugged my uh, production computer and came in to start setting up the show a couple hours ago, and uh, it just refused to charge. And, of course, I'm not going to be able to get through an entire show on a single charge, and the battery's not working, meaning I can't charge it. You know, the connection's not working, so I have gone to my backup laptop. It's not a bad laptop, guys. It's just not configured to do radio. It's actually configured to do video. So I've had the past hour or so been working on getting all the settings reconfigured from one type of system to another. We had a lot of technical issues, couldn't get it figured out, but I want to thank my sound. Well, I kind of consider my my kind of like unpaid Generally courteous, generally courteous, actually always courteous, sound engineer, don't want to say who it is because I probably shouldn't do that. But nonetheless, uh, we had a long conference call to get this show live. So I finished with him about uh, eight minutes before showtime. So if you can imagine now, we're going to do eight. We're going to do three hours now, three hours of absolutely zero prep show. And I, I apologize for that. I generally like to bring something live that's kind of solid on a Saturday, but I, I somehow suspect we're going to do okay. So just if it doesn't sound okay, you've been forewarned. Go get yourself a snack. Uh, drink some champagne, have some caviar. I know those were better times, but nonetheless, uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy three hours of intelligent media 
for the politically aware. You know, the big story really this week, the past two days, it's almost as if, you know, it's almost like a hidden message. GameStop, GameStop. This game is about to stop. I'm thinking, you know, what a great name for a stock market play that has sent the elite establishments into absolute frothing lunacy. We kind of covered this Thursday as the story was developing, but as we've learned here, what really went down this week was we saw retail investors working together, and don't mind, it's not just retail investors, folks. There were a lot of institutional guys in going on in play also, but basically what happened there is this if you're if you're not familiar with the story and if you are okay sorry about that but you know you've got this reddit group called uh, Wall Street Bets and they were pretty smart people and ours you got a lot of us actually a lot of us are smart if we put our minds to it uh, we're very very smart and we can figure things out well basically what happened was this you had a Jewish company i didn't know it was Jewish but it was a Jewish company because i saw something from like the Jerusalem Times or the Jewish Telegraph Agency saying something like uh, anti-Semites attack Jews on Holocaust Remembrance Day, something like that. So, okay, fine, I'll accept that. You know, it's a it was a Jewish company and they got broadsided. Now, here's what happened. Essentially, I don't know how this is even legal, but what Jews do, and this has been going on for at least since the 1970s. This is when it really became institutionalized within the American system. Now, remember, there's two types of leadership out there. Leadership, when I talk about leadership, I'm really talking about the, uh, oh, uh, not really governance, but leadership. Because leadership can come from the mafia. It could come from your church. It could come from your business leaders. It could come from many different sources. And, and really the two spectrums of leaders, leadership can be identified by do they, uh, what do we say? Do they, um, inspire you as a people or do they, it's not inspire. That's not really the word I'm looking for. Do they, there it is, demoralize you as a people or do they inspire you as a people? I think that would be okay to put it that way. In other words, you have some types of leadership which are full-on demoralization. That is the type of leadership we see in so many places in the West from the United States with Jewish control of the media, Jewish control of the court systems, Jewish control of politics. It's all about demoralize, demoralize, demoralize. We see this within the quote-unquote leadership of social media, where if you say anything that goes outside the beyond the bounds of some stupid, narrow, confined, they want to keep you in, then they will destroy your work. They will take down all of your body of work. They will delete your groups. They will do whatever they can. So you have a demoralizing leadership going out there. And then on the other hand, you have leadership that, sure, they're greedy. Sure, they want to do what's best for them because they're leaders and they like to think that they should have the bigger spoils, perhaps. But they don't go out of their way to demoralize you. In fact, they don't want to demoralize you because you're part of them. That's kind of what I see in places like Saudi, for instance, where you have a tribal system where you have all these various tribes from the Muteris to the Altabis to 
they're all out there. Al-Sabe, too. You name it. There's so many tribes. But ultimately, they don't look at these various government leaderships as going out of their way to demoralize the Saudi people and as their fellow citizens. In fact, in conversations with Saudis, oftentimes, sometimes, not oftentimes, but sometimes you will hear them say, hey, look, ultimately, these are our cousins. These are our these are our distant relatives. Look, we're all in this country together. In other words, they have that unified idea that perhaps we had in America when America was largely a European ethnic run country, which, of course, it is not so much today. So when I look at what was happening on this GameStop, what it really boiled down to was the same phenomena we saw entering high finance in the early 70s. And that was this idea of selling the country short with the willful intent to destroy companies in order to make money. Now, when we looked at what was going on, if you look into the history, and I don't have the facts in front of me, we're just going over what I recall from years and years of study over the years. And what they, what was the, the big chafing uh, element in the 70s was the way in which these newfangled Jewish groups that were really coming into the larger brokerage houses were working to demoralize Americans, and how do you do that? You short everything. You work hard to destroy companies. You try to short a company to then pile debt onto that company to then wipe out literally thousands and tens of thousands in what became a flood of millions upon millions upon millions of jobs. Ultimately, that is the play here and the, the story of the GameStop story that we are watching today. What you had were Jewish companies going out of their way to try to destroy a retail company. They had bet that this store was, this company was going to go down. They had something like 70 million shares were oversold. In other words, it's kind of like their fractal lending system, but oversold on a bunch of bets that the company was going to go down. 70 million, how is that even, that's over the float. That's over the available float. It was between 40 to 70 million shares above the available float. Because remember, whatever shares might be, an available, might be available in a company. The, uh, I'm thinking about a, a comment here I saw on Grizzle. Sorry about that, guys. I'm trying not to, uh, to use a particular word here today. So you, you had this float, right? But not all the floats available. If you're an insider, you're the CEO, you're, you're somebody else, you know, you're not going to be able to sell those shares without certain criteria being met. So that float really isn't available. So the float is what's really available on the open market. Well, Jews, these Jews, these really smart Jews, they decided that they were going to oversell this thing and sell like it was, I don't know the figures offhand, but it was, I think between 40 to 70 million shares over the float. Well, they were doing that because they were deflating the price in order to drive the company out of business. Then they were going to sell off the assets and pile it all on and 
All of those people working for GameStop would have been out of a job. Yeah, it's a tough market, but GameStop has had some interesting developments over the past six months. For instance, one of their board directors came from a very successful e-commerce uh, pet company. I think the co- pet company was called Chewy. This guy had brought in some of his top lieutenants to turn this company around. You had Microsoft signing deals with this company. You had PlayStation signing deals with company, but Jews just doubled down and they were going to drive this company out of business. And, and really what happened here in this GameStop play is you had a lot of smart people, uh, retail people, but re- smart people analyzing the situation. And what they realized was that there was a huge opportunity to buy the stock because these smart Jews who wanted to destroy the company were going to have to start covering their shorts. And if they started to cover the shorts, the share price was going to go higher and higher and higher and higher. In fact, it went up over a thousand percent. It got so, so uh, frenzied that, you know, they actually had to cut the, cut the uh, purchases of this which is perhaps a violation of the law. Perhaps people should be going to jail over this. But you have to ask yourself, really, why was it that the day this really started to go down, why was the headline from the JTA something to to the effect of uh, anti-Semites attack Jews on Holocaust Remembrance Day? Now, can you imagine the idiocy of the Jewish press establishment, the idiocy and the complete lack of ethics of Jewish political power to label all of these millions upon millions upon millions of people, anti-Semites, neo-Nazis, alt-righters, Nazis themselves, racists, they get simply for exposing the fact that you had these stupid freaking moron Jews in a particular hedge fund gambling their customers' life savings away, and it's probably not because it's all probably just money they took from the Fed anyways. But imagine that. They got their clocks cleaned. And as what we saw with this GameStop thing, it wasn't so much as sticking it to the man per se, but it was just market fundamentals. Look, you're overextended. You're going to have to pay for it. So we're going to drive up the shares of these stocks so that you pay for it. And and there's these stories about how everyone's going to get hurt. Everyone's going to get, oh, you hear the stories coming from all these financial news presses. Oh, you poor, stupid, idiot Goyim. You don't have any way to know what's going on. You're going to get hurt. You know what happened, like, let's say in Ontario, I think it was Ontario or Ottawa or something like that, you had a teacher's pension fund made $500 million. Why did they make $500 million? Because Jews were overselling this thing, suppressing the stock, trying to drive it out of business. And when Wall Street Bets came in and basically rescued the company, what ended up happening was this particular pension fund also got met got uh, rescued to the tune of half a billion dollars. And where did that half a billion dollars come from? From those Jews who were trying to drown and destroy the company. In other words, this was a smart gamble. It wasn't a gamble. It was essentially a Jewish company was using unethical 
means to suppress the company to the point to where they were essentially naked shorting a company and they should they should go to jail for this. Well, they probably not because they're Jews, right? Jews don't ever go to jail for their crimes. That's the message of America nowadays. But they should because they have actually caused massive disruptions in the financial markets through this arrogance and their complete lack of ethics and their carelessness. And from what I understand, some $70 billion have shifted hands. Remember, money doesn't get destroyed. It shifts hands. So all of that money is just going into other people's hands. And some of that went into the people behind Wall Street bets. And then all those people that were with Wall Street bets and all the investors that were with GameStop who were being suppressed because of what Jews were doing in the financial market. So I thought about all this and I thought, wow, isn't that interesting? GameStop, almost like it, it can't be, it's almost like too good of a, a, a word to be true because it's really telling us what needs to happen in the financial markets equally. We, the American people and the global, really the global community at large, we need to put a stop to this game that Jews are playing where they rig markets day in, day out. There's been so much news and information coming out and so much anger being really just spread everywhere over this GameStop play. Uh, Portney, I think this guy Portney, he has a, a bar, something like sports bar company out of New York. He's raised something like $30, $33 million dollars. Uh, to help various businesses try to stay in business. And he's saying, look, they should go to jail. You know, they actually are just stopping things and stealing people's money. From what we understand now, and I don't know if this is a true story, but one of those brokerage companies was an online application called Robinhood. And Robinhood, if, if some of what this is said is being true, and I don't know for a fact, it could be fake, but the, the, what do you call this? The, uh, Owner, the CEO of Robinhood is just Lane Maxwell's son. Go figure that one, right? Go figure that one if that's actually true. So this whole play, guys, is fascinating because it has woken up a lot of people to the shenanigans of what has been going on down in Wall Street. But here's the real thing that we should understand. To me... And there's different views on this, but back in the day, and I'm not as sharp as I used to be, guys, not even close. But back in the day when I used to kind of semi-delve into this stuff because I was never that heavy. But to me, I always felt that shorting was unethical and ultimately perhaps even illegal. And other people are saying, well, no, because short companies act as a warning sign to let other investors know that the, a company A or a company B could be having problems. But here's what I say to the shorts and those who support shorts. Who was behind the shorts on 9-11 on, on American Airlines and United Airlines? Who were behind those shorts? Who were behind the shorts on the BP disaster in the Gulf of Mexico? The point here is that when you allow this idea of shorts and shorting only works or it works when you basically buy stock or you borrow stock that's not yours, then you sell it and then somebody can actually sell it again. Again, it creates this notional system where just money starts to be printed up at, at writ or at large. Again, 
how do you sell something you don't own? You don't own it. How, how are you allowed to sell it? See, it's, it's, the whole thing's a fraud. It's criminal just by its intent. It's fraudulent. So you can tell me that, oh, the short companies, they're like letting you, you know, they, they can spot where there's a problem, but no, they're, they're basically gambling under a fraudulent system. And here's the thing. When you're already gambling with a fraudulent system, which is what the entire shorting business is all about, then you have unlimited risk on the upside, which is now why we've seen perhaps as much as $70 billion not destroyed. It changed hands. It went somewhere else, okay? $70 billion apparently has shifted hands over this play, over this last week. It's quite an exciting uh, development, to say the least. This idea of shorting, guys, it only promotes destroying things. It does not promote ever building anything. Now, imagine... We take a company like a Melvin Capital, the Jewish company behind this grotesquely stupid gamble, this grotesquely arrogant attempt to destroy a company in order to bankrupt it, in order to take its assets, strip it dry, and then the losses put on that company. Melvin Capital shows us the true nature of Jewish influence in finance. Imagine, folks, if all of the money that Melvin Capital put into the market were actually put into the market to benefit the market, to enable companies to grow, to enable investment in new technologies, to enable plans to develop market share in a particular place where they just some company may not have the money to go out there and create a, a proper marketing or sales force to get their idea in front of the general public. But no, Jews don't want that. What Jews want is a total destruction of the United States. And that's what this short story is all about regarding GameStop. The unilateral desire by Jews to destroy the United States and make a profit as the thing crashes and burns. And that's why also this is such an exciting development here. Because now somewhere, somehow, some really smart people got wind of the planned trashing of America by this Melvin company. They went after this company and they did what was really a fundamentally sound thing to do. You are trying to bring this company down. You are overextended. You are irrationally suppressing the opportunity for this company to go forward and build. And now we're going to take you down as the people of the United States. That is what happened here. And now what do we see everywhere? The first thing out of a freaking Jew's mouth on the media was anti-Semite. Oh, sh sh shut the hell up, man. You guys are such idiots. I swear, when are people going to look at the Jewish media, at Jewish framing, at all of this white supremacist crap and start throwing it back into the faces of everybody promoting it? All right, let's go out to the 210 area code. Hi, uh, welcome to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Hey, Dutch, good morning, sir. Good morning. Am I uh, 
Am I coming through without the echo now? You know what? You are. It's, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> well, you know, we spent about 55. Yeah, we did spend about 50 minutes reconfiguring the entire soundboard here. So, yeah, we tried to get rid of whatever we could. It was this Bruce. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, that's a good job. <laughs> uh, let me turn on some. Sorry to interrupt like that. Uh, yeah, when you're talking about uh, GameStop and the short selling, that's, that's how they accumulate their power in the first place through financial manipulation. They repend, they, they cheat the goy, they take the money, they re- then they recycle a portion of that into the ADL, the SPLC, and, and all these. Uh, hundreds of Jewish activist groups to leverage, to, to threaten, to blackmail uh, other industries that maybe they don't run, but, you know, like the media, like, like our internet service providers and other platforms, YouTube, and, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's warfare. Money is used as warfare. Bruce, the Jews. Bruce, the difference actually, between Bruce, Jews and Gentiles, you know, Bruce, we're going- Gentiles want money to have comfort, to have things, to have the big yacht, to have the big house. They use it to conquer the world. You know, we that. All right, Bruce, we're going worry. into a break. Thanks so much. We are actually going into a break. You call back after the week if you like. It's a fetch, everybody. Inside the I'm Live, intelligent media for the politically aware. Back with more right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's the fetch inside the I Live, intelligent media. Whoops, I thought I turned that off. Uh, intelligent media for the politically aware. It is again Saturday. Uh, January the 30th, 2021, on what is what, day 10, I guess, day 10, day 11 of the Biden regime, of course, out of, for all of you following American politics, which is most of us. Uh, I know some of you in, in the rest of the world are following this, following this also, but you know, it is day 10 or 11 of the Biden regime uh, in the United States. And I don't know what's going on in the U.S., but... Uh, before we get into all that, I guess we should take care of some of the commercial things. This is listener-sponsored and supported radio. It does rely upon your donations to help keep the network alive, up and running. And, of course, we still have the platform after all these years. Folks, I'm surprised I'm still on the air, to be honest with you. Don't worry. I, we, we can now because you've been so generous. You, the listeners, have been generous enough. We could always do our own thing. But we are happy to be on Revolution Radio. And because of that, we ask that you equally support the network because without the network, it's really hard to just get up and do a show, get off and go home because otherwise it's a lot of work. And and there's a huge team behind Revolution Radio that volunteers their time and effort. And they are, you know, generally focused on you, the customer. They've done a lot of work over the past year to make this network viable, to make it work. This time last year, it wasn't working at all, you know, if you guys recall. So now it's working pretty darn well. Again, there aren't hiccups as in everything, guys. It doesn't matter where you go. It's the Internet. There's going to be hiccups. Watch anything anywhere nowadays that's virtual or online. You're going to find hiccups, so just leave that alone. And notice that without that effort, though, without the planning and all the skill and talent that goes into making these things work, everything is going to fall apart if you don't support the network. So please do what you can to support the network. Go to Revolution Radio. At Revolution 
excuse me, dot radio or revolution radio at freedomsofs.com and, and go to their support page, find ways you can support the network. And that will, of course, in the end, ultimately be supporting inside the eye live. Also, of course, it does take money to run these things. You know, my production laptop guys is old. I think I bought it in 2016. Something like that. You know, one of the first things I did was bought a good laptop to run the radio shows. And I prefer to run radio shows with two laptops. One is for the scripts and reading, and one is for just running the show. It's a usually a dedicated piece because you don't want to be doing a lot of, you know, pages and page views and running this while the stream is going because Microsoft may freeze. Microsoft might uh, over overdo the CPU, Microsoft might cause the disk drive to go to 100%, which it always does. I'm sure most of you have experienced that equally. So I try to have two computers. So I'm going to go try once again to fix this darn older laptop. Now, it's a great laptop. I love the thing. But I may be buying a new production laptop, I'm thinking, this week, simply because uh, we want to continue to give the best product we can. And for me, that means we need to have good equipment to work with. So guys support everything you can, you know, the network, they need their servers. They need bandwidth myself. I need bandwidth. I pay a lot of money now for the bandwidth. I'm not in a hotel getting free internet anymore. Uh, because of my visa, I cannot get a, uh, fiber link here. They don't allow it. You have to have a certain type of visa. So I pay a lot of money to get the service I need to produce these shows every month, you know, so all of this stuff costs money. So again, we don't normally talk about money too much here on this show, but it's an issue at the moment. So please do what you can to support both inside the iLive and uh, freedomslips.com. The ITO Cat Report, it's proudly sponsored by North Cackalacky Trading Post. Good services and solutions for all creatures, great and small. Again, it's inconveniently located at the corner walk and don't walk and by Blackbird Nines Breakfast Club, a radio show hosted by Frederick C. Blackburn. He's an NSA whistleblower, a 9-11 truth advocate, a former 32-degree Mason and a former North Carolina House candidate. And you can catch Blackbird Nines Breakfast Club every Wednesday evening from, from 8 to 10 p.m. on the Spreaker Radio Network. That's, again, 8 to 10 p.m. on the Spreaker Radio Network. And for more information, be sure to visit Blackbird Nines Breakfast Club. No, 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 BlackbirdNineTradingPost.org. That's BlackbirdNineTradingPost.org. Uh, not a whole lot to report. We do have one little guy or girl. I'm not sure. It's one of the newer kittens that survived. The cat's name is called B2. And B2 is largely a white cat with a little bit of blackish, grayish, tabby, kind of like over the top of the head. You know, it's kind of got like that kind of Hitler look. You know, I'm sure if we were to put this kitten's picture on I don't know, websites, we'd have Jewish groups complaining. Really, it's they're that crazy, and they probably start complaining. This is racist. This this is a racist thing. That cat looks like, you know, you know how it is. They're, they're just that, that unhinged. But uh, it is what it is, and he, he kind of has that look. Got to paint a little mustache on him or something, but he'd look pretty cool. And nonetheless, uh, he's been very sick, unfortunately. He's been sniffles and asthma and hard to breathe for about 10 days now. So uh, Emily asked if she could take him to the vet. I said, of course. So I sent money back in 
to get him to the vet. That's going to go down on Monday. Uh, we set the appointment Thursday, and we couldn't actually get him in unless it's an emergency call till Monday. We don't feel it's that big of an emergency. So we're going to take the little guy in on Monday. So, we've, you know, normally we couldn't afford in the old days to be taking a lot of cats to vets. But uh, lately, you know, we're trying to take care of our little guys and gals, and this one – I guess it's going to be the next. So as far as the the fallout from the holidays, everybody's great. Brucery is not bruiser anymore. Bruiser, it's brucery. Okay. Brucery. She is just, she's something. She's a cutie. I'll tell you, some of these cats are just cuties. Uh, he's a cutie. Um, my big guy now, like one eye, uh, same thing. White, big, strong. Uh, Wiley is his name and he still likes to sit like a human which kind of makes him kind of cool but he's been hanging out we don't see Felix as much anymore he does come and go, come and go, come and go what's really interesting about these cats I learned this past weekend is they don't like to use the litter box anymore they will actually go to the bathroom in the bathroom which is kind of cool so essentially you just kind of like disinfect and clean and I'll tell you, it doesn't smell as bad, to be honest with you, because you're always disinfecting and cleaning. And uh, sometimes it's not even that much a mess. You just kind of like pick it up, uh, just clean it real quick, and you're done without having to dig through sand to find stuff. You guys who have had cats know exactly what I'm talking about. And so that's been very interesting because I was just kind of, hey, I've never heard you talk about sand litter, sand litter box anymore. She says, oh, well, that's because they used the bathroom with me in the morning. I said, ah, okay. So if you can imagine how smart cats are, they see you going to the bathroom in the morning. They figured out what you're doing. And they said, you know what? I guess that's what this room is for. And they've just started using that room also. Of course, they use outside also, but they actually use the bathroom. So go figure that, man. They actually used the bathroom. How cool is that? It was at Hightail Cat Report, again, proudly sponsored by North Cackalacky Trading Posts. Good services and solutions for all creatures, great and small. And again, by Blackbird Nines Breakfast Club. And be sure to check out Blackbird Nines Breakfast Club every Wednesday evening from uh, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on the Spreaker Radio Network. That's from 8 to 10 8 to 10 p.m. on the Spreaker radio network. All right, the ITEL Oive moment. Everybody kind of likes the Oive moment. We had a pretty good run on the Oive moment. We're going to try to revive it again pretty soon here. But the Oive moment, what do I have on the Oive moment? I'm looking here, guys. What's a good Oive moment? What I, I just don't have any. I was, I was trying to fix the sound here. Um, uh, Let's see here. Let's go out to the Daily Caller. Wow, the Daily Caller is running an Oive moment. How can that be? All right, the Daily Caller. And I don't know what is going on here. But in America, we had something known as the Q movement. And, of course, Jews have called it largely QAnon. But it's the Q movement. And... What came out of the Q movement, and I like this woman, quite frankly. I like this woman. Her name is Marjorie Taylor Greene, and she comes from Georgia. She's newly elected to the Georgia as a delegate from the Georgia state of Georgia to Washington, D.C. And 
she's been, I don't know what she's saying here. I'm going to just try to get through this, but essentially she's caused an uproar within the Jewish community. For instance, here's the headline. Ridiculous accusation. Office of Congressional Conspiracy Theorist Marjorie Taylor Greene somehow makes Jewish space lasers believe belief about cancel culture. Now, I don't even know what the hell these Jews are even talking about, quite frankly. But what I do know is that this is your typical, dishonest, unethical, in-your-face, lack of respect, lack of integrity statement from the scumbags within the Jewish community. Again, the dismissive. See, here's the thing, guys. You live in a world right now where it's information warfare. It's been information warfare for decades, but it has really heightened over the past 20 years because of the Internet. Now the information warfare can be taken by you, by me, the people, straight to the people. We have a chance to compete in in our own way with dishonest, lying, unethical, traitorous Jewish press, enemies of the people. Anything that comes from the Jewish press should be viewed as an enemy of the United States. And why? Because right now, if you don't listen to what they want to say, guess what? You're an enemy of the American people, and you are the American people. Imagine that. You are the American. Now, I'm speaking, of course, to my American audience here, guys. So those of you in the UK and Canada, you probably have, you can relate in your own countries. I'm talking to the Americans at the moment. Guys, you, me, we, we're the American people. How dare this foreign occupation force called Zionist occupational government come into our countries and then start telling us what we can and can't say, what we can and cannot believe, what we must believe, what we must bow down to. Who the hell are these people at the end of the day? Since when did you stop becoming an adult and be treated like some child by a bunch of morons wearing yarmulkes? Think about it. This uh, story goes on. This is from the Daily Caller, man. Normally, the Daily Caller, I don't see us doing this. But it says here, here, Marjorie Taylor Greene says the deadly California wildfires may have been caused by lasers from space. Tied to the Pacific Gas and Electric Company. Well, why don't you investigate it, Mr. Justin Gray, rather than dismiss it? In fact, a lot of people have thought that this might have been coming from outer space, that there may have been some type of directed energy weapons going on inside of California. Even Californians think so, Mr. Justin Gray. So why are, really, why? And people should be in, in Justin Gray's face. Why are you such an idiot? Why are you dismissing it? Have you investigated it? Do you know a damn thing about what you're talking about? Are you just blowing up stuff out of the, you know what, because you're just an idiot? See, stop taking this stuff. Why would he dismiss this? I mean, think about it. Why would you need to dismiss that? Just let it go, right? But why do you need to make a big story out of it? Someone's green here implicated Rothschild, Inc., in the fire that killed 85 people and burned more than 150,000 acres. And that was apparently something she wrote in 2018. 
But let's. Why shouldn't we talk about Rothschilding? Rothschild's not American. Who cares? Are we going to be America first, Britain first, Canada first, Germany first, Europe first, anywhere first? Any nationalist populist movement should be calling into question the Rothschilds. They do control the central banks. They do control the way finance works. In fact, we saw Rothschild Inc. pretty much on display this past week when the when people at at uh, Wall Street Bets decided to take on a couple Jewish hedge funds that were trying to destroy an American company. This was really a defense by Americans against a globalist superpower called international finance. So they say here, quoting, this is coming from apparently Miss Green. If they are beaming the sun's energy back to Earth, I'm sure they wouldn't ever miss a transmitter receiving station, right? I mean, mistakes are never made when anything new is invented, Green's post read. What would that look like? A laser beam or a light beam coming down to Earth, I guess. Could that cause a fire? Hmm, I don't know. And again, maybe she's right. Maybe she's wrong. But how did this become anti-Semitic? What's it got to do with Jews? It has to do with Rothschild. So are, are, is a Jewish community, come straight out and say it. Are you all with the Rothschilds? Are you with the destruction of the American people through international finance and globalist agendas? Because how else would you link yourself to somebody that is well known to be an enemy of the American people and an enemy of humanity itself through the global financial structures that this scumbag evil piece of you know what is put in place? Then they say here the Rothschild family has been falsely linked to 9-11 conspiracies. Actually, nobody – we've been following this for years, man. Nobody talks about the Rothschilds. We talk about Jews. Nobody talks about – I've never heard the Rothschilds as being a headline player here. What we look at are Jewish media players who covered it up, Jewish organizations who are covering it up, Jewish complicity in the planning, Jewish – Complicity everywhere throughout that operation. Since when did Daily Caller talk about Rothschilds? Again, what type of conspiracy theorist is this? We've been dealing, excuse me, with 9-11 for what, 20 years now almost? It was Jews. It was always Jews. Jews, 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 Jews. Who's the enemy of the American people? Jews. Goes on to say here in the article, it has also been accused of interfering in the American Revolution. Well, I actually didn't know that, but he probably did. He was financing Great Britain, right? Financing Nazism and creating Israel by anti-Semitic theorists. No, he did create Israel, you freaking morons. Again, lying, dishonest, lack of integrity is the hallmark of Jewish media. People need to understand now, the problem is not, is not, well, actually, let me just rephrase that statement. The problem is Jewish media, Jewish power, Jewish organization. In fact, what America and the West has is a Jewish problem. Now, you can tell me that Richard Levine, as the Assistant Secretary of Health, a whacked out moron who doesn't know if he's a man or a woman, thinks he's a woman, walks around with a dress, somehow is going to help us normal sound people maintain proper health and somehow we need that Jew up there in power. Uh, I'm sorry, we don't need him. 
If this guy can't even figure out what type of gender he is, he's not, he shouldn't be in no position to, to talk about anybody's health. The guy should probably be institutionalized. Anyways, at the forefront of all this is, of course, the ADL, California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection back then, you know, but leave that. You know, she's wearing a, a mask called Trump won. Trump did win. No, he didn't win. He lost because he didn't have the power and the people in place to prevent essentially a democratic coup against the American people. And that democratic coup is clearly a Jewish coup. And if it's not a Jewish coup, then would you please tell me, those of you who tell me it's not a Jewish coup, can you explain to me, please, why it is that we have so many Jews in every single position of key power in this coup? I bet you can't answer that one. I bet you don't want to answer that one. So I guess now it says here green has promulgated. That's that's an offensive, disgusting word. A vast range of QAnon-related conspiracy theories in the past. You liken Jewish megadonor to the Democratic Party, George Soros, to a Nazi. So what? Why are you Jews offended by that? Seriously, why are Jews so offended by simple, very simple things? So essentially, guys, we are very nice, kind people. And what we have witnessed over the past 20 years is Jewish people through the ADL, through the SPLC, through the ACLU, through various non-government organizations, through political organs equally. We have watched them time and time and time again ask others to attack Americans, simple law-abiding Americans who wish to simply state their political opinions. It is unconscionable that the Jewish people somehow think that the American people should stay silent while Jews destroy the United States of America. It is unconscionable that the Jewish people feel that they have a right to attack Americans simply for voicing their views. And it is unconscionable that Jewish power structures would finance a wide array of NGOs to do the dirty work that Jews themselves want done simply because some Jews don't want to be at the front saying and showing and proving that it is Jews who are the problem. And that's where we are at today. The very heart and soul of the United States is against Jewish oligarch power and the people of the United States. Now, that people doesn't have to be, quote-unquote, just whites. But let's be honest. These people that came from China, from Korea, from all over the world, they came to go into a country that was essentially run by European white Americans. And what we have built is what is the ideal for the future. But we must tear down the oligarchical, tyrannical structures that Jews have erected in the place of self-governance within our system. Ask yourself, do you need 
some Jew constantly sticking their nose in your business, constantly telling you what you can and can't say? Do you need some Jew digging through your history of social media posts, trying to find just some shred of tiny, tiny words you might have said 29 years ago, just so these Jews can destroy your life? Is that the type of world we want for America? And of course it's not. So ultimately, what has to happen? The American government, as represented by the Biden regime, backed by 70% of the Jewish people in America, of which a vast majority of those or a large percentage of those are some of the wealthiest, in fact, one percenters in many cases in the United States. We cannot continue to survive as a nation under the yoke of a culture of abject ignorance and idiocy that is what we have today. Believe in the six million. What type of idiot would do that? Believe that 22 masks in front of your face will save you from the COVID virus. What type of idiot would even put that type of idea out there? Well, I'll tell you. Jews would. It's their media, folks. It's their media. Understand, Jews own the problems in America because it is their media. They want to hold you responsible for something that happened to to. To his in history, 75 some odd years ago in, in Germany. They still want to use that time period to vilify you today as if you had anything to do with that. Yet today, here we are, and we are actually confronted with a communist Jewish insurrection that truly knows no bounds, no amount of evil, is uh, undoable by these people. They will commit any amount of heinous crimes. You know, it's interesting. I heard a statement today that people started to do the research. And, you know, we have the largest numbers of deaths from this past year during the lockdown periods. And it made me think, gee, I wonder, are they killing people with 5G? Because they're all in their house, they can't leave, or they're just depressed. They utilize a little bit of electronic manipulation to get people to kill themselves. Are they pushing their opioids a little more and, gee, making just a little bit more money on the misery of others? And ultimately, that was the story of GameStop. Because Jews just wanted to make money doing what? Destroying what others built. That is the nature of Jewish spiritual It's, it's the fact inside the eye live back with no Alright everybody, welcome back. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live Intelligent Media for the politically aware again it's January thirtieth, uh, two thousand and twenty one. Hope you're having a good Thursday or not Thursday. I don't know I'm still maybe I'm still sleepwalking through Thursday, guys. Thursday, it was a, I guess it was a pretty good show, but I was so dead tired. I did, it was one of those shows where I actually was like, 
I felt like I was drunk, you know, and like at least when I'm drunk and I'm still sober drunk, you know, I can try to focus, but I was just like out of it. I was gone. Like by the last 20 minutes, I was like, my brain just wasn't working anymore. I couldn't remember anything. I kept missaying things. People are like correcting me left and right in chat rooms and privately. It was a, quite a wild day to say the least. But we did make it through the show and we did make it through yesterday. And then now we are actually here today. And what we're going to start is going out to the 407 area. Good. Hi. Welcome to Inside the iLive. Okay, I've been muted the whole time. Okay, that's, uh, I told my sound guy that's going to be a problem. Anyways, welcome to Inside the iLife. Hello? Yes, hi, welcome to Inside the iLife. Yeah, I thought I'd call before I had to listen through Lonnie cleaning his sniper rifle, rifles up there in Cup, uh, Canada. Okay. How you doing? You know, and man? I just wanted to ask you, you keep using the term Jew and Jewish as is, as if every Jew is like this religious Jew or something. And, you know, I, I don't know what you mean by Jewish. Well, I really, and I really okay. frankly don't know what you mean by okay. Jew either. Let me, ex- let me explain that you to know, you. All this uh, word. Uh, I'll explain it to you. Let me first get my explanation out. Anybody who's anti-human, anti-Western, anti-life, uh, supports criminal activity, uh, corruption. They're all Jews to me. Uh, I mean, I consider what is Jewish to be one of the most negative, really, energies on planet Earth. It's a spiritual thing. It, it represents absolute evil darkness is what I consider ultimately to be Jewish. So, okay. Yeah, well, you, you know what? I agree with you, Fetch. But you know what? You need to say that before you start using these words, because these people listening are thinking, oh, the Jews. Yeah, those are the people of the Bible that, uh, oh, they, you know, they pray to God and, you know, you know, they do some weird things like swing chickens over the head. Yeah, that's pretty weird. You know, the (laughs) truth is the whole thing is a bloody, just a total con. And if you don't say that before you use the word Jew and Jewish, that this is a total con, and and their con starts from the second they start breathing, that's what needs to be discussed. You need to snap these people out of what a Jew is, and that you know Jewish is the like the art of being a Jew. Well, you know, the art of being a Jew is being a destroyer and and a absolute abomination upon this world. It has nothing to do with the Bible, and you need to separate that from it because the word itself, Jew, you know, everybody knows it's, it's a total misnomer. It, it means nothing. There is no race of Jews. They are a mongrel people. There is no religion of Jews that has anything to do with the Bible. It didn't exist. So, you know, there are things that are much deeper then what we, oh, we can say, oh, they do this, they run Robin Hood, they, you know, they run stashed apps, they control the financial system. It's much deeper than that. Much deeper than that. They are here to destroy. Period. There's, there's no other, you know, I sound like Lonnie a little bit here, but I'm not cleaning my sniper rifle. Well, leave that You know, long. we just need to get this in our head to get out of their services, get away from them, separate from them. And that needs to be what we need to drive home. Thank you for my time. All right. Thanks so much. That's as we, uh, with some respect, everybody, with some respect, we call the rabbi now. 
we call him the rabbi. He's our rabbi. Uh, but anyways, that's Rick, uh, out in the southern, southeastern part of the United States. You know, really, yeah, uh, guys, see, we talk about this 9-11, not 9-11. We talk about the current situation of the world today and where we are at. And more than I've ever seen, quite honestly, more than I've ever seen, we see people talking about, um, this is not a battle of Democrats and Republicans. This is a battle about good and evil. And that is true. It really is that true. We are staring in the face of a monstrosity that very few people, including probably myself, can wrap its head around. But I have seen into this face. I have personally dealt with it. I have toyed with it. I have watched it toy with me, quite frankly. I have immersed myself into this evil, not to be involved in it to benefit them, but to understand them in a way that I would not recommend anybody try. Folks, we are dealing with a type of evil that really is boundless. It's a chasm. It's a depth upon which you can hardly peer into because it's so pitch black and dark. You would never be able to see anything into it anyways. It, 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 it literally absorbs all light. You know, and you see this evil through what we call adumbrations or shadows, little vi various vibrations that manifest on the physical plane. Folks, when somebody calls you a Nazi, that person is a, uh, I guess, a, a legion, part of the legion of evil. How dare you use such Kabbalic, Kabbalistic systems on everybody? I see just fine. Don't tell me I don't see. I see the problem just fine. So those who scream Nazi, 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 I encourage all of you to see, to understand that the Kabbalah itself is a powerful system. It does express itself through words. And our words tell us very clearly, equally, what is good and what is evil. If I come here and drive a wedge between you and your significant other, there's something seriously wrong with me. If I come in and I drive a wedge between you and the rest of your family, there's something significantly wrong with me. If I go in and try to drive a wedge between one part of a family and another part of a family, then there's something significantly wrong with me. And if I come here to divide the world and conquer it through division, to the point that everybody loses but me because I'm in the middle. Well, that wedge says that there is something, something significantly evil about me. And when I look at the wedge that divides people, I know about Kabbalah and it's actually more, uh, let's just say interesting than one can grasp without a, a, a firm study. But I know that the Nazis and the allies or the all lies really 
is a Kabbalistic game. And I also know that if I want to split a log in half and divide one side from the other, I'm going to use a giant wedge. And that wedge is simply the reverse of the word Jew. It's just Kabbalah. Our words have just as much esoteric significance, just as much esoteric encoding within it than everybody else. In fact, ours more so. Because English was crafted upon a Kabbalistic system. It wasn't a Jewish Kabbalah. It was known as a Christian Kabbalah. You will find steganography or the encoding of secret messages within our language everywhere because steganography was the very root of the language as it was being solidified with the printing press back in the 1600s. We don't need some idiot rabbi trying to dictate to us what we do and don't know when we see that he is a wedge here to divide everybody. Otherwise, he would not call himself a Jew. We see who wants to blind humanity with lies and deceit. And that per- those are, would be, of course, those who scream Nazis all the time. Because they don't want you to see. They want you blinded. Here we go. Lonnie, welcome to Inside the Eye Life. <laughs> hey, Dennis. Sorry, man. I'm good. Um, <laughs> well, I, I'm going to comment on the rabbi here. You know, you know, Mr. Rick, uh, Rabbi Rick, <laughs> with all due respect, Um I don't really see how we're that much different with one apparent difference from what you just said. Um, I don't really care what we call them, <laughs> Jews, Jewish, whatever. I don't look at them as a race, a race or a religion. Uh, they're just a group of people that conduct themselves in a certain evil, destructive manner. Uh, it's, it's as simple as that. Uh, where I would say we differ is uh, the suggestion that we need to separate ourselves from them. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, anyone who's truly Jew-wise, who thinks that we're going to, you know, set up our own little separate co-ops or something, or, or uh, you know, alternative currency, or we're just going to go set up somewhere over here, this notion of just say no and they'll just leave us alone is excessively naive. We got to wake these people off the face of the earth, every goddamn last one of them. End of freaking story. And if you think just say no, or we're going to go do our thing over here and be left alone is reality, then I don't know where the hell any of you GYs are coming with that. Um, so I, I, other than that very significant point, I don't see how Rabbi Rick and I differ. I don't care about what the hell they're called in the Bible or whatever other book or what bizarre haircut they wear or whatever. We know who they are. We know it needs to be done. Yeah. And the thing is, say no is is stupidly naive. Yeah. And we, sorry, go ahead. We do know who they are. I mean, they do have names. They have, they have businesses and look, it's not like we're saying anything, but how can, and you know, this Lonnie, you've been around the, the entertainment world, but maybe not in the film side of it. But, you know, when you have all these people coming out 
talking about the ritual slaughter of children. And you've got literally leaked lists of children who today, to this day, are in captivity being harvested for their adrenochrome. How can we not say that that's not evil? And then when you see that Jews will go out of their way to dismiss this and, oh, this is just a QAnon theory, why would they even try to dismiss something so evil as that? It, it says something that they're covering something up, as far as I can tell. I can tell. You know, and so that's something Jews well, should answer for. Right, and if if truth be known, and we, we know quite a bit of it, but I mean, if we could be a fly on the wall, I think it's even more darker and evil than, than most of us realize. I mean, these people are just sick beyond belief. But this notion of, oh, you know... Especially in Christianity, this turn the other cheek and love your neighbor and all this complete frickin' BS is nothing but a subversion of the law of nature. <clears throat> we should have an absolute desire to want to rip their heads off their frickin' necks. We should absolutely crave this and this stupidity of, oh, we can't hate or we, you know, we don't want to become like them. Like, I'm, it's not even possible for me to become like them, no matter how much, what I got to do to these people. This is nonsense. And as for the comments on my sniper rifle and stuff, this, this kind of nonsense, I'm trying to make a point, Rabbi, it's because at a former point in my life, many quite some time ago now, I used to be a freaking sniper, man. I spent my time <clears throat> having to take people out. And my point is, is I've lived and operated in a failed state. I understand the realities of this. Just say no is a joke. You take that guy out or he's going to take you out. This is and this is what we're trying to avoid here because these Jewish SOBs, with all the nonsense they got going on right now, putting us on the precipice. If they just pull pull the plug in the economy, we're gonna be and we're gonna end up in that situation going after each other. So we had better understand we we understand who the enemy are. They have names, faces, and address. You should be making your target acquisition list now. But in terms of what needs to be done with them. Why are we arguing over this? I mean, we can go back to, say, uh, 1948 when they went over and took in a, over to Palestinians who didn't want any of that going on. Oh, they went in and to these villages and cut pregnant lady women's stomachs open and took their children up. I mean, the, the list is unbelievable. We all know the details of this stuff. Why are we questioning what needs to be done with them? I was reading on a blog just this morning before before Dennis's show here. You know, this idea, oh, we've got to, you know, set up some uh, laws again, like the Byzantine Empire. Haven't you people learned anything from history? The ones, the Jew-wise, who should know better? I mean, we wouldn't be in this situation if we we took the the the, uh, tactic that we should have taken during the Byzantine Empire. But no, here we are. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Hundreds of years later. Yeah, you know, this week was Holocaust. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, this week was Holocaust Memorial Day. Uh, anniversary, you know, not an anniversary, but you know, Holocaust Memorial Day remembrance or something like that. And I know Breiser sent me an email saying, you know, I can't believe these frickers, you know, for all my life, nobody cared about Holocaust Remembrance Day in America, in, in, his, in uh, Ireland. Now all of a sudden it's like this big, massive public relations gambit by the Jewish people to ram it down everybody's throat. Not once is the Irish genocides brought up. Not once do they bring up the genocides against the Irish. And it's just so unethical. Which was a true genocide of six million. 
Yeah, this is uh, this is insane. Another thing that would kind of troubling me, Lonnie, and it's not troubling; it's just an observation. Is I look at what's going on with GameStop, right? Brilliant move, quite frankly, to take down a couple J, a couple. Really, what I learned, I, I wouldn't have known it, but Jews told me, so it's Jewish uh, uh, hedge funds, right? But then you got them saying, like, you got all these people in the financial world saying, well, you know, when they start to bring out the Nazis and the Hitler and the, the neo-Nazis and the alt-right, said, look, they're all despicable people. I, I would, I don't want any, why would you call these people despicable? You know what I mean? Because they don't even get well, it, that it that was, line of defense, Lonnie, are those that Jews are using to vilify the entire movement of six who knows, two, three, four million people in, in Wall Street bets. And that they, they think... Well, here's, here's the thing, Dan. This is, the point you're trying to make right there with that is no different than, say, this so-called insurrection on January 6th. I was literally laughing out loud when I read that uh, some of these uh, Democrat SOBs were, were saying that this was an anti-Semitic attack on the government. <laughs> Even tying that together is a joke. I mean, unless, you know, unless you know the whole story in the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, How could it be anti-Semitic when it's an American government? It's like, what is it? The Jewish, the government's Jewish? Well, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we know that. But, but, the, but to the average normie, they don't know that. And so the thing is, is with the Jews, and I know we all know this, they just make it up and they stick to it no matter what. And they just keep pushing forward. You got to hand it to them for their tenacity. But the problem is, is where I think you see one of the one of the uh, claims for some time in alternative media, um, which was probably true, which was was true for a long time, is that we just don't have the numbers yet. I disagree at this point, at this stage. We do have the numbers. I, there's no doubt in my mind that globally we have the numbers. The problem is, is they don't know what to do. And this is where the Jewish community is completely failing. It should be obvious on what to do now. And that is forget all this notion of vote with your dollars you got, like, and all that kind of nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Vote with your freaking bullets. These people are absolutely dedicated to genociding off the majority of the population on this planet without a single white alive. How much clearer can they make? They, they say this in mainstream. And we're sitting here still debating the details of yeah. what to do with them when we have multiple yeah. thousands of years of examples of the consistent mistake we have made. Yeah, I think also, Lonnie, when you talk about that, we're talking about, uh, you know, like the FBI coming straight out and saying white supremacy. It's like, you know, first of all, it's our country. So what you're saying is you don't want even us to have our country anymore. That somehow we're supposed to submerse ourselves under some totalitarian diktats coming from the Jewish community. It is so wrong in the FBI. And I'm saying from a logical point of view from the F to the FBI, what are you guys talking about? Who are you working for? Because you're telling us you're working for the Jewish community. You're not working for us, the American people. Look, we're Europeans. What do you want from us? What do you want from us? You're trying to vilify us because of well, our color? Of course they want us dead. I understand that. And you know you understand that. Yeah, I know you do. But uh you know Well the bottom line here, I mean the the anti white rhetoric that has come out since even just of course before, but even since just January sixth is just off the scale. 
it's practically open season on whites in the streets. And in some cases, it is already. So, I mean, the fact that we're sitting here, a guy like Rabbi Rick and I, we're really on the same page. They're not a religion. They're not entirely a race. They're, they're not like it's all all that stuff is just nonsense. It's a group of people that operate a certain way that need to be eliminated. End of story. We're on the same page. No, you, you can't say they need to be eliminated. What you have to say is they are the illuminatus. <laughs> okay. See, um, the elim- and, I get your elim- point. You get me. All right. All right. Just, just trying to throw a joke in there, man. I, I get your point, Dennis. I just you know after, after your last you after ride. your last Frankly, you know after your last call, I had my entire account. I'm thinking I, I wonder if they took it down because of Lonnie. I wonder if they just said they didn't like Lonnie's words. They just took me down. I don't care. By the way, I don't care. We keep moving, but uh, just letting you know. Well, the bottom line here is it, 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 it's it's really obvious, frankly, what the bottom line is here, and. Uh, uh, frankly, the Jew-wise community, look, you got your normies. I know what they're going to do. We got the Jews. We know what they're going to do. We got your patriot types, which uh, they're going to sit back and do nothing until they're pressed. And then when they're pressed, they're not going to go after the right yeah. target. Well, it'll it's be too late. the Jew-wise too. community, I mean, that's the problem. Yeah. Really, that's, that, you, people say, oh, you know, we, look at all these normies now with this mass stuff, and we should be really mad at them. Yes. I have a special disgust for their ignorance and cowardice. It's the Jew-wise community that I put the most blame on because they they have no balls. That's their biggest problem. they got no balls. They want to listen to themselves speak with their intellectualization all the time. They have no balls. I don't know what else to say well, they, on that. They have no, real, they, they have no real power, so whatever actions they take are going to have to be outside the halls of power. That's the problem. And and it's too it's, right. and 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 the, the, let's be honest the, the the power base is going in for the clothes they're going in for the kill you know already the vaccines are killing thousands and thousands you know we we see it they're they're literally starting to eliminate people they're actually injecting people with a an mRNA vaccine that is literally an irreversible genetic corruption of a body. It's irreversible, guys. Once you once you have it in your system, it's irreversible. They have genetically modified you like a tomato. Okay? Literally like I, you're a tomato. Right. I, I agree with all that, Dennis, but they absolutely are going in for the kill. But what are we doing? Talking about buying Bitcoin and freaking growing gardens. All of which, you know, Bitcoin, I question, growing gardens is good, but that ain't going to solve the big Jewish problem. We're, we're, we we so out of fear, I suppose, which I understand, we so desperately want to keep it in the information war. See, everybody says, well, we're still in that information war phase. I would argue that at this point, but fine, I get that point. The problem is, is that the Jewish want to keep it there and never leave from there. It has to go hot. There's, so I'm not saying go out and just do something stupid. What I'm saying is, the Jewish community must get their head around the fact that there's no other way. Yeah, I don't want that. You well, don't want it. The well, here's the thing. Here's the it. thing, Lonnie. being brought to us. Yeah, I know. I know. I actually agree, Lonnie. And, and, and it's really no different. If America is to actually be salvaged, the only way to salvage it is a military solution at this stage. And what's happening with humanity at large, the only way to solve it will be a military solution. 
and leave it at that. Right, but what if the military doesn't come in like a white knight? Uh, you Again, know, listen, knight listen armor? very clearly. They're still going to come after us. Listen very clearly. The Jews the, are still listen, coming after us. Lonnie, listen very clear, because I'm being very clear here. The only solution to saving America right now is a military solution. And the only solution facing humanity right now remains a military solution. Ultimately, I agree with that. All right. It's the fetch, everybody. Uh, 786, stay on hold. I love you, Rabbi. I do, man. (laughs) Stay on hold. uh, 786, back right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Excuse me. It's the fetch inside the eye live for uh, January 30th, 2021. I want to thank Lonnie and Rabbi Rick and other callers. Uh, Telephone lines are going to be open again, 323-275. One three one four. That's one three two three two seven five one three one four. Feel free to call in anytime. Uh, we do maintain largely an open phone policy, so we'd like to hear from you, uh, especially new faces, new voices, all that kind of fun stuff is always great. You know, I don't know what's going on. Let's go on, just kind of muse a little bit. What's going on in Washington D.C.? You know, right now it's uh, day eleven of the Biden regime. We have watched uh, a lot of executive orders. That seems to be about the only thing he is doing. I heard that uh, just this week, uh, one of his executive orders, which was opening the floodgates to the Texan border and uh, actually just basically allowing people caught in Texas to be released, which would have been opening the floodgates to the Texan border. Um, That was taken to court, and it has been... An, an injunction, like a 100-day injunction, has already been put into place. In fact, you know, one of the reasons why uh, Texas actually seceded from the union originally or, or was discussing seceding was because of the United States' failure to secure and guard against the southern border. That was actually one of the driving reasons why Texas seceded. And Texas is being put back into that situation now that Biden has come into power. Another issue is the idea of rising populism. Populism is being sold to you as white supremacy. Populism is being sold to you as neo-Nazis, Nazis, racism, hatred. Now, here's the thing. If there were really such a thing as white supremacy, Jews would not be opening their mouths today. All right? If we really had a white supremacist society, I doubt very seriously that the LGBTQ community would be so bold that they would force our daughters, our sisters, to have to compete against other men. That wouldn't be happening under a true white supremacist society. Because what really is a white supremacist society? Well... It means that we are safe and secure within our own capabilities. It doesn't mean we want to rule over anybody, but it also means that we're not going to allow unfairness and unethical, illicit type of behavior to proliferate around us. And there's no point why we should. We understand better because we have built great societies in the past that in order to have a great society, we must first have a fair and free 
governmental system that accurately flecks our will as people. We need external influence to be kept to an absolute minimum, if not completely eradicated from our midst. We understand that major financial institutions buying up our government officials would simply not be tenable and would lead to a destruction of our of our systems of governance. See, we know all that. And we wouldn't be allowing it, but we're not a white supremacist country. We're not a white rationalist country, and so consequently, all of these things are being allowed to prevail. Now, I don't know about you, but Maybe you have. Maybe you have. But I have not seen Biden get on any of the aircraft like Air Force One yet. Have you? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Biden whisked around in the beast, which means a presidential motorcade. Have you? I haven't. I haven't seen Biden get on the Air Force uh, Marine One, the helicopter. Have you? There's a lot I haven't seen Biden do. I haven't seen Biden outside of the White House. I haven't seen him go out and make public appearances. I haven't seen really Biden do anything. I've seen Jen Psaki, who is a complete moron. Quite frankly, this woman's a freaking, she's an idiot. She's an idiot. She's asked a question about GameStop the other day. She says, well, I'd like to say that Janet Yellen is the first women's secretary of the Treasury. What, are you an idiot or what, man? We didn't ask you that question. And nobody cares. She's the first Jew. She's just another Jew, okay? Why don't you just say she's the first Jewish woman? She ain't the first Jew in that position. Give us a freaking break, you moron. Put your little, your little Russian, I don't know the name of the Russian hat. I, I saw it the other day. But put it back on and just kind of pretend that you're actually American for a minute. Because none of us care. See, there's a lot of things I haven't seen Biden do. And I keep I keep hearing, but it could be all fake news. Has anybody confirmed all these blackouts around Washington, D.C.? We know they happened in uh, the Vatican. We know they happened in Munich. They, we know they've happened in other parts of the world, but did they really happen, and are they happening in Washington, D.C.? Some of it sounds incredulous, like it's fake, like, oh, the fireworks are going off. Really? Why would fireworks go off? That just sounds fake. But are blackouts really happening? Now we hear that the United States government wants to remove virtually the entire structure of our government buildings away from the people and keep them walled off forever. Yet they don't want to build walls to protect our countries on the borders in the south. That's rather telling, isn't it? See, there's lots of things in Washington I just don't get. You know, you look at the Wall Street bets and you look at this all the stuff around GameStop and it's rather funny that the cartoon character they chose looks like a very young Donald Trump. Kind of strange. See, there's a lot of strange things going on out there that we just don't know what really, or we just don't know what's going on. I just don't know. I do know it's not normal. I do know that our military, they can say trust the military. That's like telling me to trust the plan. But ultimately, when push comes to shove, the United States military has been known to fire on the people, kill hundreds in protests, 
and look at themselves as being heroes to the rest of the nation. So we know they have done this in the past. We see Ricky Vaughn, right? Ricky Vaughn. Who was Ricky Vaughn? He was a character out of the, the meme wars of the 2000s, the online battle that went on within Twitter. And Ricky Vaughn had a huge amount of followers. We saw him arrested just this week for interference in election or election interference. He didn't do anything that others haven't done. He was more of a satire account, but he was arrested. Have they gone after anybody on the left? No. And that's my point to a Donald Trump. You, as a president, you may have had a tough go. We're not going to, and again, we can't even, I can't question you about what you've done because I'm not in your shoes. But now, understand the American people are being faced with a smash mouth national criminal justice system that just wants to smash them. And what was really done to prevent this from happening in four years? What was done to prevent the Department of Justice and the FBI from playing smash mouth against the American people? I'll tell you what was done. We had do-nothing Bill Barr, William Barr, the cover-up guy for Waco, Texas, the Waco Massacre. That's what we had for, what, a year? Then you had, I don't know, Jeff Sessions for a year. And why were these people there? Who advised you to put them into power? That's the real question a lot of patriots are also asking. And all of this gushing over Kushner and your daughter Ivanka. I know it's really a tough thing to swallow probably, but they were probably the greatest nightmares that we had within the administration. Israel, everybody, is not our friend. Never has been, never will be. In fact, Israel is part of the coup. A lot of people don't want to believe that. I don't know why. It's just kind of obvious. For instance, had a situation here. It's a terrible formatted article. Uh, Wednesday, Mother Jones and NBC News reported that a top Biden security aide who is an expert on Russian cyber had given over half a million dollars to APAC. Half a million dollars to APAC. How did she even have half a million dollars to give away? That's what a lot of us poor Americans would like to know. So Ms. Ann Newberger is basically probably an Israeli spy. And she's being put into what? Security advisor for cybersecurity at the NSC. So you're going to put in now an Israeli operative to manage cybersecurity in the United States. Oh, boy. Just tell me how where that's going to lead us, right? So don't tell us it's not a Jewish problem inside of the government. It's a massive Jewish problem inside of the government. The vast majority of the treason is coming from the Jewish political blocks inside of the U.S. government, and that includes their financing arms and their various other political wings 
purchased by that money. Well, you had Mother Jones and NBC question Miss Newberger's fitness as the Deputy National Security Advisor for Cyber on the National Security Council. And why not? She's paying essentially APAC a ton of money. Her husband is on the APAC's Executive Council in Baltimore. It's impossible for us not to see this woman as an Israeli operative. Now, in case you guys haven't figured it out yet, you don't get to be an Israeli operative unless, at this level anyways, unless you're a Jew. It doesn't happen. Well, it might, I guess. Well, guess what? Was this permitted by the Jewish community? Absolutely not. What happened was the Jewish community vis-a-vis APAC demanded that everything be retracted. Said here, in no time, APAC writes, NBC News must retract this offensive story. Charges of dual loyalty are anti-Semitic and insult millions of Americans, Jewish and non-Jewish, who stand by our ally Israel. We will not be deterred from exercising our rights as citizens to advocate for a strong U.S.-Israeli relationship. But they will prevent you from advocating for your own ethnic interests if you are white in America. And you want to tell me these people are not traitors to the American people? Think about what is happening here. Let's go out to California 949 Hijack. Welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Okay, hi. Welcome back. Sai, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Can you hear me? Now I can. Gotcha. Hey, uh, Good afternoon to you, Fetch. Good afternoon. I got a little echo on my side, but I'll keep on talking. I uh, checked out GameStop's LinkedIn company profile. I put the link into the chat room just moments ago. Um, I just wanted to see if they were alluding to this current Wall Street debacle, and they're not. But I did find that they posted uh, a menorah wishing everyone a happy Hanukkah a month ago. They've got 89,412 followers on their LinkedIn company profile. They seem to uh, also be promoting Martin Luther King. So I'm a little curious who the ownership is of GameStop. I haven't looked at it, any of the employees there, such as the CEO or CFO. But uh, I just wanted to tell you that. There's a great article. I shared the link in the chat room by Winterwatch. I did a great breakdown on this whole GameStop uh, Wall Street. Well, watch break it down your, from your side. What is what are some of the key points to take out of this? That this kind of, it's kind of the story of the week. Well, I read the article, you know, and I think anyone could read that article in there. Um, I liked Lonnie's call. I actually wanted to call and talk about that, you know. Jewish hedge fund managers, uh, the bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, Biden's bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah there at the White House, uh, all these all these new appointees. I mean, these people are about domination, man. And they're a war tribe. They're a war cult. They're a death cult. They're a criminal syndicate. Call them Zionists, 
call them Jews, call them satanic. Uh, I don't give a shit. Part of my French, call them whatever you want. They got a target behind every one of our heads. I think the problem with the white Christian extraction in, in America is they're not organized. I, I, I don't, I'm not affiliated with any of the militias. I know a couple of men that are, uh, that belong to the militias. Um, I'm really curious to know well how well organized and how Jew-wise they really are. Uh, and do they actually know where to go? What, what, who should be on that list? Right, Lonnie? Um, I see a FEMA camp situation where they're going to use COVID as the catalyst to put patriots in the FEMA camps and exterminate them. That'll be first phase. It'll be the Oath Keepers. It'll be military and law enforcement. It'll be guys like Lonnie, ex-military operators. They'll be the first phase that they'll wipe out. And then they'll come for the general population after that. That's how I see it. I'll tell you another thing. Uh, I think Donald Trump is a dirtbag. You could say he's a nationalist. You could say all these great things that he did to fend off the globalist. But in the end, he threw the, the patriots under the bus by deeming them as insurrection. Right? They were insurrective at the uh, Capitol. Uh, now, whether that was controlled up or, uh, you know, I heard that might have been DGI. I don't know. But um, overall, he's been used, Trump, as the dialectic, the catalyst. His persona is the white patriot, the white Christian European. And by attacking Trump, they're attacking the white Christian European. And that's what they use Trump for in the dialectic. That's why I think they put Trump in office. The war, Trump, a nationalist, incited a war in our own nation against our own people. Make America great? Are you kidding me? Come on, Fetch. Let's get realistic. They're waging war on us with a jab, and it's going to get down to the point where they're going to force it on us. That's where this is going. Get that hit list together, folks. Start talking because you're not going to have freedom of speech. These are Bolsheviks. They're going to call. They're going to kill masses of millions of people in America if they can get away with it. That's all I got to say. All right, that's Jack in California, everybody, and that's a couple of people. I know the the idea of mass murder and population reduction and all of that. That's been a theme that I've been hearing more and more across various channels. And I, I don't doubt that, quite frankly, that is a, an end game for these people. It's been talked about, obviously, for dozens of years. And, and even people back in the 2000s, you know, some of the congressional people, men and women, were talking about how these people want their martial law in America, that it's incredibly sinister, incredibly evil what these people are really all about. And that's not going away. Now, I don't actually agree with Jack entirely, and I think he knows that. But I'm not discounting what he says either. I don't think you needed him. I don't think you needed to sell this dialect. I think you could have put Hillary Clinton in and just clean house before anybody figured out what was going on. Now you've got 80 plus 100 million Americans that are much smarter, much wiser than they were 
in 2016. In 2016, uh, uh, welcome. It looks like, uh, is this Art in St. Louis? Yeah. Hi, Art. Yeah, Jack, I think you're right. I think uh, I've pretty much given up on Trump. Uh, I think uh, he was going to do anything. He should have done it while he was in office. Um, what is he going to do? Tell, okay, after I'm out of office, uh, I want you military guys to take over the country and blah, blah. Yeah, right. That ain't going to happen. You know, uh, supposedly something's going to happen in 30 days, blah, blah, blah. It's all BS. I don't think anything's going to happen, but but bad stuff. So uh, I got a picture of Trump on the wall. I'm fixing to put a circle around his head and a line through it. So probably just take the whole picture down. I'll give it another couple of weeks, but <laughs> pretty much ready to burn it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Some, you know, something fishy going on there. You know, uh, I just, I hate to give up on the guy because he seemed, you know, he seemed genuine, but you know, you know, what are you going to do? There's just criminality everywhere in Washington. And, uh, there really is. I he mean, was there and you know, I don't know, man. I just, I just pretty much ready to give up on the guy. I'm going to give him a little bit more time, but I don't know. I don't, I can't see the military just, you know, go ahead and, and abiding by the law all of a sudden. You know, I just can't, I just can't see it, but, uh, uh that's all I got. All Thanks, right. man. All right. That's art in, uh, St. Louis. I'm going to try to pot this thing down guys. So we don't get blared out next time somebody calls. Uh, but the telephone lines are three, two, three, two, seven, five, one, three, one, four. That's one, three, two, three, two, seven, five, one, three, one, four. Again, I'm not disagreeing with everybody here, but I'm also saying that it wasn't necessary to bring in a Trump for dialectical reasons. You could have just brought in Hillary and cleaned up house before you had the situation today. Now it's a huge mess for a lot of people that want to put this new agenda into play. You saw what just happened with uh, uh, the GameStop. I mean, this is literally a case where a lot of smart, aware people are watching now what's going on saying, screw you to these people. And, you know, you've got Jewish guys on television now crying. I mean, they're crying. You know, they've been literally wiped out overnight. But to them, it was okay. It was perfectly fine to wipe out tens of millions of families across America. See, that's the problem I have with the Jewish community. You know, there has been estimated since March, okay, since March, there's been a $3.7 trillion in income has been denied the American people. $3.7 trillion. Yet at the same time, the 1% of which 50% of the 1% is Jewish have raked in 4 $1 trillion total wealth transfer in six months in America. Now, you want to tell me that somehow the American people should not want to screw the 1% over and rake them over coals when they have had seen this done to their country? And, you know, getting back to the GameStop and the idea of shorting everything. 
Again, shorting, I don't care if you're a market capital purist. First of all, it's unethical. It's amoral. It is open to fraud. It is open to causing criminal conduct to try to make money. Because you have to make money. The way you're going to make money is you have to either celebrate somebody else's failure or you have to actively destroy them. Anyways, back to more right after this. Inside the All right, everybody. Welcome back. That didn't work so well. I want to do that again. Time out. I'm going to try that again. I, I'm, I'm playing with my mixing board a second. Hold on a second. I see why that happens. Okay. All right. I see why. I see why. All right. Thank you. I'm just kind of playing inside, guys. It's, uh, it is important what's happening, but you just can't see it. See, because it's not being broadcast. It's visual. It's how the mixing board works. I'm like, why didn't it do that? All right. Anyways, welcome back. It's Fetch Inside the Eye Live. Again, uh, it is uh, Saturday, January the 30th, 2021. It's, uh, again, we're 11 days now into the Biden regime. And, of course, we have seen a whole slew of executive orders. I think about 30 have been issued by the Biden regime so far. Already we've seen Texas sue and win. We've seen that Biden now, the Biden regime is going to be hit with another lawsuit. It actually is being hit with a lawsuit. Apparently, some of these uh, lawsuits against the oil industry are going to cost the United States. Get this, the United States. It's going to cost them $33.5 billion. And so somebody's suing on behalf of the United States somehow. I don't know how that's actually working. I haven't read the full story. But I did hear that because of one of those executive orders, the Keystone cancelization, uh, it's going to affect the United States to the tune of $33.5 billion. And so something, somebody's suing for that one. So we're going to see a lot of lawsuits. A lot of changes, you know, going to be happening. Obviously, the Democratic regime, is a totalitarian regime, always has been. It follows Jewish playbooks, the Jewish mantra. Uh, whatever I say, you do, and whatever you say, you're an anti-Semite for saying it, and consequently, we have to silence you. Break it down, that's Jewish politics, guys. Nobody has a say in the world but the almighty little Jew. And, of course, we've seen that in America uh, people don't quite get it. They see all the time they're being called anti-Semites. They're being called Nazis, neo-Nazis, alt-righters, racists. They see it. They hear it. But they don't grasp that that those of us who have been playing in this world a long time, that's how Jews maintain their control over the society. Uh, I kind of agree with some of the callers. Again, I, I'm not fully in agreement with everybody. Uh, tactically, look, guys, honestly, everybody knows the only solution right now is a military option. Everybody understands that. But at the same time, um, it is absolutely critical that you stay involved, you get involved even more uh, with the process because you see what happens when you're not. Uh, first of all, obviously, election integrity, that has to be reversed. You can't just give it up as a given and say, okay, oh, we quit, we lost. No, you're going to have to break that down and smash it so that election integrity uh, is actually going to be something you can have moving forward. Decentralization is going to be absolutely critical. You know, we've heard that already two banks have canceled Donald Trump's bank account, two banks. Well, we've seen so many other people deplatformed. Two things here. Number one, anybody who is involved in the transfer of money 
or let's say social media, but money should, they should act as a utility. They should never, ever have the right to cancel anybody based on some political point of view. If they do that, they should be penalized to the tune of tens of billions. I don't care. Tens of billions of dollars. I think anybody who is silenced by, let's say, a PayPal or a Patreon or any of these companies that are trading in money, they have no right nor business to interfere with domestic interstate commerce. They should all be held accountable to the tune of fees to the individuals who were harmed and to us, the people of the United States, vis-a-vis our governments in the, in the, in the way of fines to help pay for the policing against these criminal conspirators who continually work to shut down our voices within the greater uh, field, you know, the greater social media, not social media, but the greater internet public forum. Another thing is, you know, people talk about the internet. You know, they always say to us, here's something I was thinking of the other day. Let me just backtrack a bit. You know, I was thinking about like DACA, DACA, not DACA, DMCA, the Digital Digital Millennia Copyright Act, DMCA, something like that. You know, what I witnessed when I was not deplatformed is you would put like 12 seconds of some Jewish, some Jewish controlled apparently song on something and then they would want to take all of your income. It's like, well, how in the hell does this 12 seconds justify some Jewish punk taking all of our money? Seriously. His contribution isn't even one one tenth or one one hundredth of the value of the entire work. But Jews want to take all the money. It's so unethical. It's so downright unethical. Jews say, well, we own the rights to that. Let me explain something to you. If it's music, okay? If it's music, I'm not talking about video because that's a different way. But if it's music, none of this stuff got value unless it went out over the public airwaves. You didn't pay for that, Mr. Jew. You didn't pay for that, Mr. Digital rights holder. You didn't pay for that airwaves. Radio stations might have, but you didn't pay for it. You didn't get anywhere without using our airwaves. So as far as I'm concerned, if you use the public airwaves to gain your value, hey, the people have a reasonable, rational stake in the value of that property. That doesn't mean they should be able to use it exclusively to make tons of money off it. But when you're talking about ancillary use, of cultural material because music is part of the culture equally and it was made possible because of the use of the public airwaves. There's no reason why we as a people should be tolerate some punks in Hollywood stealing all the rights and all the, all the money from everybody just because, well, yeah, we, we're Jews and we get, we, we're owed this. No, you didn't own any. See, Here's the point. There has to be pushback, and it has to be on all fronts, all fronts. Right now, it's like the the Democrats, Jews have come to total power here, and they're even more draconian and sinister and in your face and smash mouse than they were when they were trying to claw back power. It's like, what the hell's the matter with you guys? You got all the power. Shut the hell up. Just go work. Go destroy the country. You know, why are you worried about us? 
You're sitting there behind a chain link fence. What are you worried about? Just go destroy the country. Get out of our faces. But no, they don't want to do that, do they? They want to go out and they want to destroy everything and everyone in its path before they go and destroy the United States. But that's what they want to do. This is a counter-revolution. Let's be honest. We're looking at an American Bolshevik, really a Jewish Bolshevik, I think would be a fair thing to say. An American Jewish Bolshevik revolution, cultural revolution right in front of our very eyes. You don't agree with Herr Jew? Okay. You're, you're done. You're gone. For the most part, that's what's happening everywhere. You said something Jews didn't like 10 years ago. Time for you to lose your job. See, there is no, this system that they are putting in place, folks, is not sustainable, period. It's not sustainable. They know that. In the end, they know that. They've been kicked out of how many countries? Hey, Jews, how many countries have you guys been kicked out of in the past 2,000 years? Can you tell us? How many of it because of uh, anti-Semitism? How many? 109 times you guys got kicked out? Hello? Oh, no, no, no. It's over 1,300 if you really do the math. Well, it's probably close to 1,100. Why was that again? Because you were doing what you're doing to us today? I bet you that was the reason. Maybe uh, you got caught, you know, maybe turning babies' blood into your matzo balls or what, guys? See, the point here is that we're not the ones doing the. We're not the ones going out of our way trying to silence everybody. We're raising awareness of all the issues, but we're not sitting there trying to silence people. And that's the big difference. You have to be able to defend yourself. And what a Jew is trying to tell us nowadays through their media is there's no, no defense allowed. You're not allowed to come out defend yourself. What's this? This is this is foreign. We can't be we can't be having that. Who who came up with that idea? Uh, let's see here. Big news out of uh, I guess a, I don't know what it is. A massive purchase has just gone down. January 29th, which is yesterday, Chicago Board of Trade says that corn hit. $5.53 and three quarter, 553.75 per bushel. The highest since June 2013 after China makes its largest ever corn purchase. China bought more U.S. corn this week than the U.S. has ever shipped to the country in an entire year. Now imagine that took place as we all know, Trump, but Biden seems to be able to now take credit for that purchase because he's the one, it's his regime. And so is this a reward by China? I'm not sure. Maybe it's an attempt by the Jewish Bolsheviks in America to drive prices higher in America by having price. It's now, man, corn's way up there. Very expensive right now to buy corn. Anyways, guys, telephone 323-275-1314. That's 323-275-1314. And then uh, chat room. I haven't been there in a while. Chat room is open again. Wow. It's it's doing good. Guys, you guys are doing great in the chat room, man. It's up to 30 people now. We're really starting to build that audience back up uh, for the show. Uh, you know, I find this all relative. You know, I look at that YouTube, but I saw all these people, 10,000 and 1,200 watching. And I watch and it's like, 
okay, I can't really watch it. It's like, I just don't get it. So maybe I'm just a little bit, I guess maybe my message is a little complicated, guys. And so we can only attract a certain audience. But I'm looking at that saying, wow. Anyways, uh, you can join us in the chat room inside the ilive.com. That's inside the ilive.com. So join us in the chat room. But yeah, it's like, wow, it's doing great. You know, we're getting back to Oracle days, man. Uh, which is actually pretty good. We had a pretty big audience back there. All right, where we want to go with this story? I actually do want to, I know where I want to go, but the problem is, is I have one laptop, so I'm a little bit slow, so I'm mumbling while I try to figure out where everything is and setting it all up. But one of the points I want to raise to you is you cannot become uh, disenfranchised. You have to stay active. You must stay active. You must gain control wherever you can at the local level. Now, I understand a lot of you, maybe you don't want to get involved, you don't feel like it's necessary to be involved. Uh, you feel there's hopeless. You're just not interested. Hey, I get all that. But at this stage, it's really, really important to be involved, even if it's communicating on a daily level, raising, trying to raise awareness, trying to make your point heard. Make sure you educate people like the mRNA. It is not a vaccine. You know, I was watching like a Gates thing the other day. And he's talking about how the woman says to him, is, is, is this thing safe? And he just starts hamming and hawing. He never answers the question. Then he starts talking about, well, and then the antibodies. Dude, it's a freaking mRNA. There aren't any antibodies, you moron. How did such an idiot like you get to be so rich, influencing so many to go take a vaccine that is not a vaccine? It's an, it is an irreversible genetic change to your system you can never go back once you take that mrna vaccine you cannot go back you know here i hear a lot of people in saudi because the government of saudi says you're going to get vaccinated or you can't travel they're saying nobody's taking the mrna no no way they said we'll wait for them to get the russian stuff here uh, we trust the russian stuff if we have to take a vaccine we'll take the, the russian stuff we're not taking this thing a lot of people are saying that here and the Chinese, I hear, is very dangerous also. The Chinese vaccine's like super deadly. Um, you know, the whole thing, this whole vaccine, quote unquote, this mRNA, this genetic manipulation. Guys and gals, look, this is, this is a criminal syndicate. Seriously, it's a criminal syndicate uh, all the way up and down. And doctors, medical practitioners, those who are doing the actual jabbing of people, Every single one of them should be held responsible for the crimes they're committing. This is mass murder. No other way around it. It's mass murder. You know, in, we talked a little bit about uh, Gibraltar. And in Gibraltar, they had 10 deaths this whole time. They flew in a plane load of vaccines, about 5,800 vaccines. They gave those things away. If they're not vaccines, genetic code injections, uh, genetic modification uh, stuff, you know, and they've had 83 deaths now in 10 days. They had 10 before. 83. I think it's 53. I don't think it's 80. I think 53 deaths in like uh, 10 days. And then, oh, they died of COVID. No. Again, these people who say that should be arrested. They should be arrested. Anybody who authorizes should be arrested. Seriously. They should be arrested, tried, and if you want, kill them. Execute them. 
because they just engaged in mass murder. Say, well, you don't have any proof of that. Well, you didn't have any proof your vaccines were going to work, so why'd you bring them in? But now we do know we got 53 dead country has 30,000 people. Guys, that's a big, statistically, that's a huge hit. 53 people out of, out of 5,000 doses? Okay, that's huge. That's huge. That's like a, a Boeing airplane going down every 10 flights. Or let's say every 100 flights. You're going to go fly that airplane if you're going to got a 1 in 100 chance that you're going to die? I don't think so. The airplane industry couldn't survive. So how is it that we allow the criminals in the pharmaceutical industry to survive? Why should they be pandered to any differently than anybody else? Then there's the really tragic stories from just simple America. You know, apparently what Trump did, which was something good, I hope I'm not on mute because I don't see myself. No, I'm not on mute. Uh, what, what Trump did, just I've changed my whole sound structure here with my sound guy and nothing's working like I thought. But anyways, it's okay. But what Trump did was he lowered the price of insulin and epinephrine or something like that. The epistics or epipens, something like that. And it really helped. You know, when you have a mother who's working their butts off and the father is working and then they have a child that needs, you know, the sugar, you know, the insulin, you know, that needs the insulin. They just need it. And now there's stories coming out that in some areas they are charging $1,000 for insulin. When it really costs no more and should sell for more, no more than five to seven dollars. They want to charge one thousand dollars because of the Biden regime. How is this right? How is this helping Americans? You have vaccine makers, pharmaceutical companies, genetic code injection companies reaping billions off of the taxpayer. They're using a PCR test that is 100% fraudulent, not fit for purpose, which is defrauding the American people. They are using these exact same tests to shut down the entire country to the point to where $4.1 trillion has flown into the hands of the top 1% of the population, of which 50% of those, don't forget, are Jewish. Just don't forget that part. And yet now they want some mother who's working her butt off with her husband to provide for their kids. And one of them needs this medical treatment and they want to charge $1,000 for insulin. That, folks, is the Biden regime. That is classic Jewish raping of the economy and taking advantage of those who are afflicted simply because they feel they can. Now, do you really think that that mother could have afforded that $1,000? Of course not. So then she has to go home and tell her child, I'm sorry, I can't help you. How, how did, again, the inhumanity of the Biden regime of the Jewish people behind the Biden regime, 
of the deep state players and the financial interests behind the Biden regime. You guys can say what you want because we all have the right to say what we want in our circles. We welcome free thought. Maybe one day I'll be proven wrong. And I just didn't see what you were saying yet. But believe me, nothing changes if we can't speak. We set up this ignorant, intolerant, stupid world that Jews want us all to live under. For what? Is this living? No, not really. Would the world be better off without the elite class? Yeah, it would be actually. The world would be a hundred times better off without the vast majority of the elite class. Is that to say there aren't elites working for us and with us? Of course not. There are. There's more than you may think. But the corruption has gotten so bad that it's virtually impossible to dig ourselves out. Let's be honest. Go to America, right? You got the FBI. All these white officers... I don't know, agents, I guess they're called if you're in the FBI. All these white guys working in the FBI. And you're out there following orders based on a bunch of idiots in higher power or in places of power. And all you're doing is committing basically acts of criminality against your own people. And you're like going along, well, yeah, we got to look out for all those white supremacists and all those white nationalists. Oh, my goodness. Dudes, grow the hell up. Again, I know that there's not a lot of bright people in law enforcement. I know there's a lot of bright people too. But I do know there's a lot of idiots out there too. And and where do they find them? Seriously, where do you find them? You know, I've, I've interviewed probably 40, 50, 70 people in my life trying to find recruits to do the job for me. And I'll be honest, I've never ever said, oh, this guy's dumb enough to fill this position. I've never done that. Yeah, this guy's an idiot. Yeah, I think he's going to work good right here. Yeah, this guy's got the brains of a tulip. Yeah, I think I'll put him right here. I've never done that. I've always looked for the best and brightest I could find. Somebody that could really do the job, think on their feet, and do a heck of a job. That's not how it works in the government. Can you imagine what it must be like to hire an FBI agent nowadays? To hold up two pictures, white guy, black guy. Who's the racist? The white guy goes, it's the white guy. You're hired. <laughs> it's, what, what is that basically the test to get in nowadays? Makes you wonder. All right, it's the match, everybody, inside the eye. Wow, that was a fast half hour. Back with more right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Final half hour. That last half hour went pretty good. That's that's good. Anyways, just uh, want to say thanks for coming, listening. Join us in the chat room. Telephone lines three two three two seven five one three one four. That's one three two three two seven five one three one four. Again, weather here is nice. Right now, I've got this like nice breeze coming through the house. Everybody, it feels fresh. I'm kind of looking forward to, I guess, the rest of the evening and then starting work tomorrow. Work is uh, Sunday through Thursday here, and then it really kind of goes through Friday morning because of the show on Thursday evening. But uh, anyways, 
feels good. Nice fresh air. It's not too cold, not hot for sure. And uh, that's nice. Winter here is very nice. Well, one of the reasons I actually had something queued up and I made a mistake and I, it's gone. But one thing about staying involved in the politics is perhaps what's going on, let's say, in Wyoming. You had Liz Cheney, who's the daughter of uh, Dick Cheney, who was really probably one of those, probably, okay, behind uh, 9-11, uh, one of the, probably one of the greatest criminals uh, on planet Earth as far as war crimes go. Sick guy, really. Been so bad he had to be saved four times, four different heart transplants. But anyways... What's happened to her is she voted to impeach Donald Trump and her political support has absolutely been collapsing like a rock. It's not quite a popped balloon, but it's pretty darn close. So she's now got a challenger in a primary that is now she is down now by double digits. So Cheney has uh, really fallen behind once again by double digits, but, um, this poll was conducted by Trump's team. And so the first, uh, it shows 73% of the Republicans from Ruby Red, Wyoming, uh, view her unfavorably. That's right. View her unfavorably, while 62% of all voters in the state similarly view her unfavorably. Only 10% of GOP voters and 13% of all voters say they would vote to reelect her. And she trails by more than, get this, 30 points. She's down 54 to 21% against State Senator Anthony Bouchard, who has announced a campaign against her since her impeachment vote. So that is all good news. We must obviously get rid of anybody and everybody who appear, anyways, appear to be traitors to the American people. Let's go out to Hawaii, 808 Free and Awake. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Mr. 808. Okay, Game, yes, yes. GameStop greetings, Fed. Okay, careful. You're overmodulating on your microphone, but okay. Yeah, GameStop greetings to you too. Quite a wild week this week. Yeah. I, I was actually enthralled by this story, guys. I don't know about you. I've probably watched, I don't know, 25, 30 videos of, of this from all, from everything from Wall Street to the Wall Street bets people, you know, just all across the gamut. And I'll tell you, the Wall Street bet guys were just smart. This was a fundamental thing. A guy was overexposed or stupid, greedy, wanted to drive the company into the ground. And people said, no, you overbid this and you got a lot of shares out. You could never cover them if you wanted. So no matter what, the price is going up. So we're going to buy. And you're going to pay us because you have to pay us. That's the way the game works. And that's really what happened. It was just, look, you had a company with what? Two, $12 billion, something like that. And they had shares outstanding that there's no choice, the supply and demand. And they created a situation where they could now cause the price to go up. All right, you're stupid. Don't blame us. The fact that you're stupid. Then they try to sell it as this anti-Semitic raid on Jewish companies. I'm like, go give us a break. This is just plain fundamentals. You guys screwed up. Yeah, they always go there when they're threatened. By the way, I'm using my phone, my laptop, the internet went out. So uh, okay. how's it now? Is it okay? Uh, just back off a little bit so, off the mic, yeah. But you're okay. It's I, better. Yeah, I got it. Testing one, two, one, two. There you two. go. Right there's good. I don't know. Right there's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. It's it's quiet on my end, but I can manage. Okay. Yeah, it looks like the short-selling uh, you know, perpetrators got a taste of their own medicine. 
You know, I and uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll finish when you finish. Well, I was going to say uh, there are going to be hearings. Uh, guess who's chairman of the House uh, Finance uh, Services Committee? Well, is that Warren? Maxine, Maxine, Maxine Waters. Are you kidding me? She's about <laughs> one as, of the most unstable, she's unprincipled a dunce. people. She's a dunce. Yes, she's an ignorant yes, dunce. Who else sits, yes, guess who else sits on that committee? AOC, Rashida Tlaib. Impeach the MFR. Remember her? Yeah. And Alexandria Ocasio uh, Cortez. Oh, she came out now. Said, those two. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, those two uh, seem to be in support of Wall Street bets. You know, the Reddit subgroup that engineered or mastermind this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Although. I have suspicions. It's been brought to my attention that this might be an element of Q involved in this, maybe helping in some way. Because you mentioned Trump as a caricature, right? Uh, in one of the in the uh, the icons for uh, GameStop, right? Yes. Did I hear that right? Yes. Yeah. So it implies some type of tenuous connection, but. Something's there well, worth the. By the way, even the name GameStop is ominous. Yes. It's ominous when you yes. play it in the bigger totally picture. Totally appropriate, isn't it? Yeah. Totally appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it does make you think, doesn't it? It does. And we got these, uh, we couldn't have a, a well, I got to give them credit if they're pro uh, Wall Street uh, bets, the Reddit subgroup, Alexandria and Rashida, because they represent that youthful energy that wants change. So some of the things they get right, although I disagree with them more often than not philosophically, right? I mean, I guess I'm an older guy. I'll never see them, you know, everything that agree with everything they they represent, you know, the universal base income, uh, you know, they're just changes that I'm not ready to accept yet but if if they're on the side of good in this case then you know i gotta give them support and maxine waters well we know right as you alluded to and stated right she's uh probably not the best person characterized to head a committee like head the committee mind you she's stupid what are you this is this well maxine waters is just stupid she's stupid yeah. This is your she's only there because the corruption in her district, you know, she's just yeah. by the way, she's now what she's her house is worth five million dollars. What on one hundred seventy thousand dollars salary? How'd you do that? AOC, who you remember, she was complaining that she was living inside the White House, not the White House, but inside the congressional offices because she couldn't afford rent. Remember that? Right. She's uh, yeah. within now just a couple breaths away of being a millionaire or a millionaires already. Yeah, all of them are all already. Yeah. yeah. So it's like if you can get elected, you can play that that power off for money. It's like a free print machine. I heard Bunter Hyden, Bun, Bunter Hyden, <laughs> Biden, <laughs> Bunter Biden. I tell you, I'm tired, dudes. I've been at it's been tough the past week and a half. Uh, Biden's family, I think one of his sons already got caught trying to peddle access to the father. Already, already. Mm. It's like they don't even stop. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this yeah. whole thing, from what I understand, I was watching, you had Weebly, 
Weebly or Webly or something like that. Not Weebly. That's the website. Weebly. Weebly. Weeb, not Webly. No, it's like Weebly or something. It starts with the W. That's one of these platforms. And then you had right. uh, Robinhood. But, you know, they right, stopped right. the trading. Well, apparently the reason why they stopped yes. the trading, from what I understand, it may have been just a market dynamic equally. Melvin Capital and like, Citadel Capital couldn't pay. They didn't have money to pay. See, they right, have to pay. Right. When, this, when this trade is executed, they have to pay. And they couldn't afford to pay. It's a margin call, right? It's a, it's a margin call, and you got two days to pay it, and they can't pay it. So then the clearinghouses were, were saying, okay, I need from the middleman, which would be like a Robin Hood, I need from you full 100% collateral on this trade so we can make sure we can pay the guy while we get paid from the other party, meaning mm-hmm. Melvin and Citadel. Right. And yeah. so that froze the market. That's why they stopped the trade. lack of payment. So you're saying it wasn't uh, the will of the people that lost just to stop further loss. They didn't uh, issue the order to stop. uh, Well, they did issue the order to stop further purchases of uh, GameStop stock. In other words, stop the bleeding, stop the hemorrhaging. You're saying they weren't involved in that? That's just a market phenomenon? Part of it is part. Yeah, we're trying to flesh out the logic of it. But it sounds to me that there is something to do with how the money, because once you you buy, yeah. because the other side is short and they own those shares, right? The yep. short side owns the shares. So they were banking it was going to go down. Yes. They, so if yes, I buy it at it. 200 and they're expecting it to be at four. They now have to cover me for $196 because that really is a share that they own. Right. You right, know, they have to right. pay the difference now. You got to pay it. You borrowed it. Well, I heard it. that they, yeah, they got funding assistance from another hedge fund uh, organization that covered it. Yes. But, uh, but for, it seems this, like it would work in their best interest to stop the hemorrhaging. And, and ordering, uh, I don't know who, maybe the exchange itself. Hey, stop. Don't let it. Because I did hear this. You are forbidden to purchase any more uh, GameStop stock and also uh, the movie uh, AMC, the movie of uh, yes, yes, yes. the theater concern, right? Yeah. So, so they just said stop, which is unethical and it should be illegal, right? You can't stop people from making legitimate purchases, but that's what they did. They were able to. Yeah, now that's why they need the investigations, because why was the market allowed to freeze? You know, why did this, that's that's 100% clear. Why did they freeze the markets? Was it because of the clearinghouses? Was it because of the, the, they were instructed to do so? Why did you freeze the market, guys? Because you stole all this money from everybody. That's why we need investigations. They do that every time they lose, like they were losing the election to Trump. And what did they do? They stopped the game. Did they not? They stopped the counting, right? That exact same thing. So they could regroup, adjust, order more ballots, and set things in the way, you know, in Biden's favor. And that's exactly what they do. They stop and regroup. Yep. They're all coordinated, they're all involved. 
But it looks like they got their comeuppance. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah. And hopefully I got the sound problem figured out. It's no, it's not good. Too, Don't worry. Yeah, it's uh, good. Don't worry. It's good. Yeah, it's, I, good. it's been okay. a fascinating yeah. story. Honestly, a fascinating story. It's yeah. a case that also, who knows, you know. But I, I hear a lot of people made out. Again, it's just a wealth transfer yes. from the Jews to the people because the Jews have to pay the right. money. Now. They can't stand that. And did you get the irony? They have the nerve to call themselves Robin Hood, right? But they are actually the perpetrators stealing from the poor, basically, right? You know what's really pissing people off about Robin Hood is they were selling the trading information to Citadel, who was then making micro trades in those milliseconds and making money off of the micro trades in milliseconds. So it's clearly insider rig trading. And there's, yes. that money I was being stolen from the retail investor. These bastards, yes. you know what I mean? Uh, what bastards? Yeah. Yeah. And that nobody. Illegal in and of itself. Yeah. And nobody knew that. They, that just came out. It's like, wow, we didn't know that part. They've been stealing from all of us the whole time. Yeah. They always do that, though. The high frequency traders, they got the first, they get to eat at the trough first in milliseconds. And so, that, yeah, you know, and imagine like a Robin Hood trading, who knows, how many hundreds of millions of shares a month through that app. And these guys in the middle are rigging it to steal, who knows, how many billions of dollars yeah. a year from the retail investors. Just criminality, you know, just <clears throat> interwoven throughout that whole process. They need to restore ethics, you know, into the markets. And I don't know, I have an ethical problem with negative speculation. Me too. Because your fortune uh, hinges on someone else's failure. Well, and fundamentally, I think that's wrong. I mean, that's, that's it is morally uh, wrong. But here's where else it's wrong. No, here's where it's really wrong. Because what they do, they will take the short positions. Then they'll go on to MSNBC. They'll go on to CNBC. They'll go on to Market Watch, whatever these companies are. I don't know market watch is a company, but they'll go into all these financial markets. Then they'll be punditizing about how this stock is going to crash and this is a bad bet. You got to get out of this stock quickly because this is a big thing. And they've already got the short position. Right. Right. They're covering that. They're ensuring the failure of that company. That is so unethical. That's kind of like insider trading, but in the reverse, you know, Instead of trying to uh, get in on the on the good side of a company that's growing or potentially going to grow, you do the other way. You send bad uh, messages, bad uh, yes. news reports. You get that out there. You leak all of that stuff, and then you overtly do it on the mainstream media. For Christ. yes, that's and, why. And I'm it's disguised as uh, helping the the average investor out there, so they're aware of what's going on in the marketplace. No, this you know? is a scam they've been running for twenty twenty five years. This is a scam, and they're making money by shorting America, shorting American workers. Yes. Imagine, 808, if all of this capital that was, quote, unquote, lost was actually allocated to helping jobs in America. Right. And then start to think how much money shorted is doing this that could be allocated to just improving the lot of everybody. It's it's just an amoral investment. It's amoral. It's very disturbing. Well, okay, if they're going to insist on being unethical and, and uh, amoral, then we should impose taxes on the, you know, the one percent Wall Street tax. And I, I know that's been discussed 
by you and others. But we need to revisit that. Then you know, the American people should uh, be stakeholders in this whole process and not let them get off scot free and run ramshod over. Everyone. I am all for so, a uh, NFL style tax, you know, luxury tax, or let's say, right, like a, the, or a baseball, not NFL. No, I'm talking about baseball. You know, it's a baseball or mainly baseball. I don't think hockey has it. They might, but baseball has essentially their salary range. And then anything above that, you can have it, but you're going to pay a luxury tax on that. You're going to pay a tax to the league for having being above the tax, you know, the, the income of the agreed revenue share of the league. Maybe it's in the NBA. I'm not right. sure where it is. Maybe that's the NBA. I don't know where it is, but it's in one of the leagues now. I don't even care about Well, I like your other idea too. <laughs> Where you said the CEO, the top executives, yes. or even the board of directors, their salaries are connected to the lowest person. So by percentage, if theirs goes up a certain percentage, then the lowest person in the rung or in the no, uh, organization. No, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying it. no. I'm actually, mine's the inverse of that. You take the lowest guy and you take a multiple. So if the lowest guy in my shop floor is, let's say, uh, $10,000 a year. You're allowed 250 yeah. times that. So you can make uh, 10 times 250. You can make $250,000. That's your max. Now you can make more, right. but we're going to tax that at 70%, 80%. So if you want right. to pay somebody a million. Tax as a punishment. As no, not as a punishment. You obviously have enough people to pay your executives, but not enough to pay your people. So since yeah, you're costing so us. Choice yeah, you're costing us, dude. They're costing us in social programs by keeping them at ten dollars. So you pay yeah, for I it. I should have said disincentivize <laughs> them yeah. from being greedy. You know, you tax them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, the first two fifty, yeah. no problem. Up to this, we're gonna pay your tax fifty percent. So you want to pay them half a million? No problem. We're gonna tax you hundred twenty five thousand dollars on that half million. You want to go to a million? We're gonna tax you at seventy percent. We're gonna okay. You pay five hundred thousand, but you're gonna pay us three fifty. After a million dollars, it's one to one. You pay them, we take one. No problem. Take your money. Since you have so much money to burn on incompetent idiots, anyways, who make money keeping your people at ten thousand dollars a year. That's the best these guys can do. Okay, they don't. You don't need the money. We'll put it in the social programs that can really help people. Right. 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 Then it's incumbent yeah. upon us to ma- make sure we can manage these programs instead of these leftist nutcases who are going to steal it. Yeah, well, that's who's running the committee now. So we'll see how it goes, Fetch. You know, Maxine Waters, Rashida Tlaib, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. That'll be a freaking so, basket. God help us. All right, dude. How's the weather? Yeah. How's the Let weather? Let you go and get your final thoughts in. Thank you, man. Good talk. All right. The- All right. That's 808, everybody. Uh, coming out of Hawaii, he's got a he's got a cool gig, man. I don't know how he made it to Hawaii, but he's got a cool gig. Anyways, we were talking before that went out is uh, uh, Liz Cheney. You know, her support is collapsing, folks. We need to people need to really take a really direct play in everything from your school boards to your local mayors to all all of the uh, positions that are appointed. Vis-a-vis elections, I'm talking about health secretaries, uh, anybody that's appointed, police chiefs, whatever. We don't care. Whatever is appointed, this has to be controlled. I heard in Switzerland, for instance, they have a very cool little national 
constitution that allows for just 50,000 people on the ballot, you can get a referendum nationwide. I got to learn to pot that down. I don't have two laptops, so I don't see. Anyways, let's go out to the 708 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Ad Live. Yeah, Liz Cheney. You know, who who voted for her? Anybody? Oh, hello, hello, yeah, I don't know who voted for her. But I, I don't know. Dude. For her. I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I don't think anybody voted yeah, for I mean, half they, the people in Congress. I probably seventy percent of those people did, don't belong there. They did. Eight, they did eight years of Bush Junior regime with Dick Cheney and September eleventh and all his uh, improprieties in the Middle East and the oil and everything else. I mean, who would have who would have voted for her? Who who voted for John McCain for thirty six years? Six terms. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. I mean, those kind of stories and whatever. And you know he's nothing can say the weight on this celebrating AOC and to leave and whatever. Those those people already have conducted criminal activities. She shouldn't even be there. Maxine Waters conducted criminal activities. She shouldn't even be in there. I mean back when uh, whatever loans were being handed out back in two oh eight. For her husband, her husband has a bank, and she made sure he got a hefty loan and all this other stuff, or whatever it was that happened back then. Not all these people are criminals. We shouldn't celebrate any of them. This is a, a usurped, you know, government. Period. It's a regime. It's a regime. Let's call it for what yeah. it is. It's a regime. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I tell people now in Saudi. I said it's not my government. This is a regime. And people look at me well, with look, raised eyebrows, but I don't care. I'm going to always speak the truth. Look, to all anybody that's calling, what we got here right now is a small number of people putting a large number of people on lists. A small number of people calling a large number of people the enemy, the security risks, uh, that they need to be reprogrammed and so on. But again, a small number of people putting a large number of people on no-fly lists, on cancel culture, uh, interfering with their banking, their businesses, so on and so forth, saying their children should be taken away. That in itself is the primary in your face, the most obvious of it all. Yes, I agree. (laughs) I can't say any more, man. I agree. Uh, It is a very small number of people, man. And that's why you have the, the, the militant side saying, hey, uh, we need to do something because we can't survive this way. So it's an issue now of how does how does it move forward, Chicago? I mean, how do the people move forward? You've got the Q side, trust the plan. Whether you like it or not, Washington, D.C. remains under lockdown. You know, it's impossible to move now in Washington without being stopped. It's kind of like the green zone, literally checkpoints everywhere. I think 30 checkpoints now across the city. Uh, yesterday, the yeah, saw- I, I- do not know how we move forward. Look, they 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 cut the they cut the comms. Okay, people say, oh, we're censored off Facebook, we're censored off Twitter. What they've basically done is cut your communication to talk with other people, like-minded people. The only like-minded people are the ones that are belligerent about you know whatever. But that's not the core group, the large number of people that were set up on January sixth. Okay, they were set up. But they can't talk about how they were set up because they got all these other, they've been canceled. Their, their Twitter's taken down, their YouTubes, or their whatever. So the communication's been cut. 
And this is put people into, they don't know what to do. Nobody knows what to do. They can't go out on their own because lone wolves, lone wolves never get anything. And, and the narrative will be turned against them yes. in any which way and shape and form. True. So there is no, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is moving forward. Honestly, we're, we're supposed to be relying on, uh, the whole white hat. Okay. Well, you know what I what annoys me about Trump is, you know, he talks about the rule of law, rule of law, rule of law. Okay, the rule of law says you took down these people before you went out of office, dude. You did it. You were put in that job, and that's one of your responsibilities. That's the rule of law, and you couldn't get it done. And now you've got right. literally the country uh, in a balance with literally, like you said. An establishment, very small, very dangerous, making lists of everybody, banning everybody, denying people their civil rights, basically threatening, coming up with an execution list. And you're telling people to obey the rule. Okay. Gotcha. Chicago, good to hear from you. Thanks. That's the show, everybody. Thanks for listening inside the iLive. See you Thursday inside the iLive primetime, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Stay tuned for... Scorpio, I think. What is Scorpio's show? Scorpio, sorry about that, but stay tuned for Scorpio and Giuseppe. Back. See ya.